Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor at St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to have you again. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and what we believe as Catholics. And today we're going to talk about sin. So let's start by defining what is sin. Okay, it's a great question because I think sin is probably one of the most uh, misunderstood points of the Christian faith. Um, I just would like to point out that the Christian faith is not principally about sin. It's about grace. And um, sin, but insofar as sin is part of the human condition, we need to deal with it. But it's not something that we focus on. Rather, we focus on Jesus and eternal life and the blessedness that awaits those who remain united to Jesus in life and in death. But we do have to deal with sin. um, And uh, the church, of course, defines sin as a word or deed or intention that's really that's contrary to reason that's contrary to the nature of things the way god created things to be anything that uh works in opposition to uh how things are cre- were created that's pretty much sin and so uh and that has to, for us for us that means anything that contravenes reason okay now we know uh, from the scriptures in first john uh, 5 17 and 18 that it talks about deadly sin and not deadly sin so question 316 asks how can we distinguish serious sins or mortal sins from less serious or venial sins yeah so the the question of mortal versus venial sin, serious sin, and of course mortal sin is serious sin that is also done with full consent of the will and after sufficient reflection, whereas venial sin is a lesser sin. And uh, when we talk about the distinction between mortal and venial sin, now we get into the way that sin disturbs our relationship with God. So uh, sin is against any action, word, deed, or intention against reason, but insofar as reason remains our participation in eternal wisdom, uh, it affects our relationship with God. And mortal sin, of course, significantly affects our relationship with God. We lose, we lose divine love, and uh, we lose uh, that closeness we have with God, whereas venial sin puts a strain on that relation. Both We, we need to avoid both, both uh, mortal sin and venial sin. So when we commit a mortal sin, we cut ourselves off from receiving God's grace. How is it that God's grace can actually reach a person who's in living in mortal sin? That's, I mean, and that's a great question. And that's 
what the grace of the sacraments is all about. The grace of the sacraments is all about reaching the person in mortal sin. And so uh, Mass, for example, people think they shouldn't go to Mass if they're in mortal sin. Well, no. You should go to ma- You should always go to Mass, uh, on, at least on Sundays. Now, you should not receive Holy Communion in mortal sin, but you should go to Mass. Uh, of course, mortal sin requires the grace of the sacrament of confession. When we, the Church teaches that we need to go to confession at least once a year, and any time we're conscious of having committed a serious sin. Now, I say serious because we don't know if a serious sin is mortal or not. That is uh, the purview of the judgment of the priest in the sacrament of confession. But the Church teaches we need to go to the sacrament of confession every time we're conscious of having committed a serious sin. We can go to confession even if we're not conscious of having committed a serious sin. We can go to the sacrament of confession to confess venial sin. But venial sin is also taken care of at the penitential rite at Mass. Mm -hmm. I know I found personally going the first Saturday of every month keeps me from forgetting to go to confession. And by going frequently... I'm able to receive the grace of the Holy Spirit, but it also keeps me humble and helps me to have a well-formed conscience because I examine my conscience as best I can by going through the Ten Commandments and uh, seeing which ones I've broken and which ones I've you know, committed an offense against God so that I can have that well-formed conscience. Yeah, the Church encourages us, as you say, to do or to, to regular confession. And that uh, is something that's up to the individual, of course, uh, what regular confession constitutes. Um, but it does, uh, the grace of the sacrament of confession is an important grace that we all need to strengthen our relationship with God. Which leads to the next question from the UCAT. Question 317 asks How can a person be delivered from a serious sin and be reunited with God? Exactly. The, the sacrament, the grace of the sacrament of confession. Um, you know, the grace of the sacrament of confession really shines forth when we are caught in habitual patterns of sin or when we're caught in serious sin. That's when the grace of the sacrament of confession really shines forth because when we sin, even seriously, we do not need to make calculated excuses nor need we suffer debilitating despair. Rather, all we need to do is honestly and humbly confess our sins in the sacrament of confession. And the grace of the sacrament of confession not only forgives our sins, but helps us to be repentant for those sins to, and to make amends in our life. Most especially, you see, the forgiveness of sin is what we're all about. What we're talk- when we talk about sin, what we're really concerned about is the forgiveness of sin. And I think this is what the Holy Father, Pope Francis, keys in on a lot, is he wants us to concentrate not so much on the sin of individuals, but on the forgiveness of sin, which is available to all of us, especially through the sacrament of, the, of confession. And... The grace of the sacrament of confession not only forgives sin, but it gives us the strength to avoid sin in the future. Sin, the forgiveness of sin is not magic. It requires us to use our intelligence and our creativity to strategize in ways to avoid sin in the future. Uh, so 
The grace of the sacrament of confession works through our intelligence and our creativity to make amends and to avoid sin in the future. And we need to avoid sin in the future because only the virtuous life will lead to true human happiness. I know when I look back at my life and I was living in mortal sin and serious sin for a long time, I didn't, I didn't want to look at myself honestly. And therefore, I wasn't truly sorry for my sins Except over a period of time, I came to realize that I was not only hurting God, but I was also hurting myself and those who were in my life. And by God's grace, I came to that realization and had true sorrow and started going to confession and started going to church again. Amen. You know, that's one of the most precious things we Christians have is an experience of conversion, a change in life, a metanoia, change whereby we realize that we need to change the way we were living and start anew. And, you know, you bring up uh, another great point, Father, is, is forgiveness. Again, I look back on my own life, and I had a hard time forgiving myself, much less others. And I was holding on to this anger and this resentment and this, these negative emotions. But once I was able to forgive myself... And the, and the only way I was able to finally do that is realizing God's forgiven me. I've expressed true sorrow. I've gone to confession. I know that God's forgiven me. Why can't I forgive myself? And so a lot of that was pride and, and uh, misunderstanding. But again, that, that element of forgiveness really alleviates the guilt and the, the burden that you carry around. Yeah, and that, you hit the nail on the head when you said pride. One of the reasons we don't go to confession is pride. We're too proud to confess our sins. We're too proud to admit the evil we have done, either to ourselves or to others. And uh, we need to, um, and the grace of the sacrament of confession helps to overcome our pride. It works by increasing in us the virtue of humility, which is the antidote to pride. Look, our sins do not surprise God. They should not surprise us. We're all weak. We all make mistakes. We all need the Lord's forgiveness, which he gives us in abundance because he loves us and he wants us to be free of sin. He wants to give us his grace, his strength. You know, when we say the word grace, what we mean is God's strength to uh, avoid sin, to overcome sin, to avoid to avoid even the near occasion of sin. You know, we, we want to even try to avoid the near occasion of sin. I'd like to say something else about the spiritual life, you know, and conversion. It may be the case that we had a great conversion, that we turned our life around, that we lived differently, uh, free of the sin that we used to engage in. And then one day, all of a sudden, we find ourselves right back in the sin that we thought we were free of. And that's the nature of the spiritual life. It's fits and starts. It step, steps forward and it steps backward. But throughout it all stands Jesus and the grace of the sacraments to help us on our pilgrimage to heaven. You make a great point, Father, because we're all sinners in need of God's grace. And if we find ourselves, which I have personally found myself committing the same sins that I've confessed and that I thought I was over, it's human nature. But the point is, God's always there. Jesus is always there. He loves us. And I shouldn't give up. I should continue to turn to God, continue to be sorry for my sins, and continue to repent and make a 
commitment to try and do better. Yeah, it's an ongoing process. We the the point of the Christian life is to try to turn away from sin, but more importantly, turn toward God, to um, be with Jesus and to listen to Jesus speak to us. We want to get we want out of our lives everything that prevents us from hearing Jesus speak to us. Everything in our lives that prevents us from experience his love to the full. Every, we want to get out of our lives everything that prevents us from hearing and living according to his wisdom. And so we want to get rid of sin. We want to get rid of vice. You know, and, of course, when we talk about sin, we, we mean vice, which is the, that deformation of those actions, words, and deeds that deform our character. That lead us away. And we, we, of course, think about the seven major vices, the seven major sins of pride, greed, envy, anger, lust, gluttony, sloth. These are sources of sin, and we need to avoid them. Okay. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi, and this has been Tim Perry, your host with Faithful Father, reminding you that God loves you more than you can imagine. Until next time, bye for now. with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.